crash. My knees jam into the bow of our boat, painfully jolting me from a dead sleep. I stumble from my bunk into the chaos of our cabin, blinking lights and blaring alarms. Couple steps back. When I was younger, I loved reading Nancy Drew. I read hundreds and hundreds of pages until I started to catch on to a sort of formula. <laughs> you too? <laughs> I realized that inevitably, right when Nancy Drew was getting close to solving the mystery, she would get conked on the head, and there was a chapter called Blackout. She would get stuffed in a closet until her dad would come and save her. Well, once I figured out the formula, I abandoned mysteries altogether until one summer in Bristol Bay when a mystery found me. So I'm a third generation fisherman in Bristol Bay and my grandpa followed his dream of fishing from Oklahoma to Naknek and my dad followed in his wake. And I followed in his. I would waddle around the boat in my oversized rain gear, pitching fish that were about half the size of me until I graduated to the role of hydraulics girl and I would press the reel. And then I learned how to cook pastaroni, which was another big accomplishment. And eventually, my dad decided that I was old enough to receive the job of anchor setter. Um, <laughs> my dad sat me down, and in his most serious, deepest, gravelly voice, he gave me the anchor talk. <laughs> I remember he looked me, in the, looked me in the eyes and he said, Kristen. And his voice is even deeper than that. <laughs> Kristen. Deckhands lose whole fingers in the anchor winch. Your hand can get turned to a bloody pulp and it gets worse. If you let the anchor drag in the night, our boat can end up smashed against the rocks or stranded on a sandbar for days. I was terrified. I was never going to get near the anchor winch. And then my dad led me to the bow of the boat and we set the anchor together. I kept all my fingers. Well, I eventually passed everything I knew onto my little brother and I graduated to the role of boat driver. So one night after delivering, my little brother and I um, went to go set the anchor. And we wound our way through the maze of boats that were anchored in the Naknek River. At night, there can be as many as two to 300 boats anchored in a small space. With all of the anchor lights, it looks like a floating city of lights. So we wedged ourselves into a small opening. I carefully walked through the steps, set the anchor, looked um, from the port side to the starboard side, making sure that we weren't moving and that anchor was not going to drag. I brushed my teeth and had my own little blackout moment in my bunk and fell fast asleep. And then crash, the jolt the pain in my knees. I rolled from my cabin to stand in the midst of our dark, tiny cabin. Microphones were dangling from the ceiling, drawers were pulled out, and books were scattered on the floor. It looked like 
someone had ransacked our cabin. And that was my first thought. Have we been robbed? That doesn't make sense. There's not a lot of pirates in Bristol Bay. <laughs> and my second thought, was this my fault? Did the anchor drag? Other thoughts, did we hit a boat? Did we hit a rock? I had to know what happened. I stepped outside into the night air and looked out, expecting that we would be miles from where we anchored up. Port side, same boat. Starboard side, same boat. <sighs> Such a relief. And then I noticed something. Our stern railing was folded over and our aluminum control box was crumpled in like a piece of paper. Farther up on the bow, there was a huge dent and scattered around on the deck were pieces of paint flecks. My brother walked out on the deck at this point holding a Ziploc baggie with one word written in Sharpie, evidence. <laughs> Together, we picked up the pieces of paint and dropped them into the bag. I finally had a mystery. What would Nancy Drew do? So I assessed the situation. We knew we'd been hit by another boat, a much bigger boat than us. About a tender can be up to 90 feet long compared to our 30 feet. We knew that they didn't stop. We knew we had to find them and that they were going to be dark blue. <laughs> so, we're fishermen and uh, didn't have time to be full-time detectives because we have day and night jobs. So whenever we were done fishing, we would scan the river looking for boats that matched this description. And when someone on the boat would see it, we'd call it out and my dad would stealthily drive the boat over. We would grab the paint ship and hold it up <laughs> to see if it was a match. And it would be close, but not quite. So time after time, we were disappointed, let down. We could not find our culprit. And this person had abandoned us. We could have sunk in the night. So we were pretty, um, we were pretty determined to find this person. But time after time, no match. We were beginning to lose hope when all of a sudden, one day, my dad noticed a new boat tied up to the Trident Harbor. He spotted it and said, kids, get on deck. <laughs> we all stood on deck and we're wearing orange raincoats instead of, instead of trench coats, but we're still detectives. Um, my dad yells at my brother as we get closer, Joshua, grab the evidence. My brother runs out of the cabin holding the Ziploc baggie, and we hold the paint chip up to the side of the boat, dark blue on dark blue. It's a perfect match. Case closed. 